You're listening to a CHUO podcast. CHUO is community-driven media. Find us online at chuo.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at chuo.fm. And you're tuned into Black on Black on CHO 89.1 FM in Ottawa. And, um, you know, once in a while, uh, we have to bring in community members whose home countries are having really severe difficulties. Last time we had uh, someone talking about the St. Vincent and the Grenadine event. That was a natural disaster. On this show, we have Susan Namulindwa. She's originally from Uganda. And we're going to talk about the COVID-19 crisis in sub-Saharan Africa, in Uganda in particular, because the media really is not talking about this. So Susan Namulindwa is uh, one of the organizers of a COVID-19 uh, relief appeal for Uganda. Susan? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me on the show today. I appreciate it. Yes. And uh, of course, as a fellow East African, I am very concerned. Kenya is on the other side of Lake Victoria, right? And we ourselves are having the exact same crisis uh, that you're having. So can you sort of set the the stage here? Uh, Give us some context as to what's happening in Uganda. Okay, so Uganda, and and you're right, Sarah, about uh, uh, not only Lake Victoria, but we have a a very porous shared border uh, between Uganda and uh, Kenya. So it is is concerning for the the whole region. Mm -hmm. What What is going on right now is we got the Delta variant from India. So... Uganda, uh, I think the whole region did well in the first in the first uh, wave. They closed down early, and everybody relaxed, and it it was all good. And then the second variant came in, and South Uganda, Africa from from South Africa and mm-hmm. and from India. Mostly this one, the Delta from India, is mm-hmm. is actually the the most. Uh, raging right now mm-hmm. and it's it spread so fast mm-hmm. so we didn't close the uh, everybody else even including canada closed their borders uh to flights from india uganda didn't and right now that you have you will have trouble finding a, an empty bed in the and in ICU. In matter of fact all the 16 hospitals are full the icus are full and as a country, mm-hmm. less than less than 2% of the population has gotten the first dose of vaccination. Wow. Less than 2%. Less than 2%. What is the population of Uganda? Informally, yeah, informally it's about 47 million. Uh, wow. uh, but less than less than two percent is vaccinated wow. first dose uh, and for the second dose less than ten thousand people are, are totally vaccinated 
And when you think about how how we do stuff in the region, markets and everything, uh, people who live in the slums, you can't even isolate. So people are dying in the villages and, and the testing capacity is not there. And because the tests cost money, people cannot mm-hmm. even go to get tested. So even the numbers that they're showing as uh, being testing are nowhere near what is uh, what is the truth mm-hmm. of, of the matter on the ground. Mm-hmm. And uh, even those tests are now, I mean, before this wave, they were, test, they were showing about 100, uh, 100 um, positives uh, a day, and now it's 1,700. Mm-hmm. So that's a 17%, I mean, a 17 times increase. So the situation is really concerning. So, Susan, let me just interrupt you quickly. Just for people who um, really don't have a good idea of sort of the demographics in East Africa, uh, and I'm sure Uganda is similar to Kenya in that we have a large uh, Asian population. And when we say Asian on the African continent, we mean the South Asians. Yes. from the Indian subcontinent, right? Yes. We don't include the Chinese and everybody else. So yes. already there are those people with ties to India and to yes. Great Britain. Yes. Then we have the students. I know in Kenya, we have many, many, many Kenyan students who go to India to study, Yes. right? Because yes. it's more affordable and the, the quality of education is very high. Yes. Apparently, a whole wave of them were Came quickly home. trying to come back yeah. when they saw the situation was so dire and yeah. uh, supplies were so low and chances of getting treatment and vaccination were so low. Yes. And were just overwhelming, you know, immigration and just coming back and yes. then not isolating, not quarantining. Yes. And you mentioned the cost of the testing. Yes. Yeah. So not only that, but what what happened was actually that is that is very true. And a little bit before this really spread in the community, there was even a um a letter from the Indian High Commission in Uganda writing mm-hmm. to the people that are coming in. Because first it spread is spread in 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 their community, mm-hmm. and obviously in their community uh, they have a lot of domestic workers that uh, go in oh, and yes. out. That le- then was really taking it into the into the, into the local community. communities, yeah. and then they have these um, semi. I don't want to use the word elite, but they have the schools where their children go, and and yeah. the only people who can afford to take. Uh, Children in those schools are kind of the well-to-do yeah. by the by the standards in the country, of course. We have the and, same issue. <laughs> and then, so those schools brought it into the so the uh, the children from the um, oh. Asian community brought it into those schools. Mm-hmm. So then it was entering the community on two levels through mm-hmm. the children. Mm-hmm. Coming that are sharing these these schools and the parents and all that, and then through the low income communities, mm-hmm. so the situation is just you know really insane and crazy right now. And by the time they close down those schools, mm-hmm. 
even then, um, when they closed down the schools, the they there was no effort to make sure that those kids do not then go home directly or mm-hmm. when they go home they get isolated so and and because this very uh, particular variant does not spare children so children are dying yeah. yeah children are dying from as low as you know like uh five five well school age children are dying mm-hmm. their parents mm-hmm. are dying their domestic workers are, are dying so it is just it's just incredible and medical stuff Medical staff, medical staff. So we are working with the with the Uganda Medical Association. They are losing their members from lack of PPEs. Hmm. So okay. doctors are dying. The medical workers are dying from lack of protection. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, it's uh, it it it. You look as a as a. Uh, on, on these forums uh, that we are on, uh, you know, uh, my own family and uh, people I know, everybody, every other day, or sometimes two times a day, they are saying, rest in peace, so-and-so has passed away. And, and now, um, I mean, politicians, yesterday, was it yesterday, uh, the, one of the newspapers, the Monitor in Uganda, published uh, on front pages, Parliament, I don't know why Parliament was still open, but anyway, the members member members of two hundred members of parliament tested pos- positive right wow. now. And parliament is, and then they said they are going to close the parliament building down for two weeks so that they can clean it. Hmm. Okay. It's so very dire. High positivity rates. Uh, the the community transmission is off the charts. So what, uh, how are you mobilizing? What do you need? What is the target? What, do, what are you trying to raise in, in the five minutes we have left? We are trying to raise, the, according, to, according to the Uganda Medical Association and the Ministry of Health, what they, what they need most is PPEs and oxygen concentrators. Mm-hmm. So we are trying to raise money to, we have sourced the oxygen concentrators here mm-hmm. in um, in Canada, and we are going to work with uh, Ethiopian Airlines to take them down. So we are mm-hmm. trying to raise money to buy 200 oxygen concentrators. That's mm-hmm. $1,000 a piece. So we, are, we have uh, an ambitious goal of raising uh, $200,000. Mm-hmm. But also taking in kind uh, people that uh, people that want to, if you have PPEs, we will take those. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have testing we have kits, testing kits, rapid testing kits, mm-hmm. and um, and and really, you know, aggregate um, PPEs, PPEs testing kits, and uh, and we are also appealing to the government of Canada, obviously, for vaccines. Uh, mm-hmm. vac- uh, so that is, um, we are using the diplomatic channels for that uh, through mm-hmm. the Ugandan High Commissioner and mm-hmm. the, the U.S. Ambassador. But for the for the folks on here that want to help, we have put, set up a GoFundMe mm-hmm. page on uh, that is on mamawatali.org, the organization that I work with, mm-hmm. and uh, they can they can donate there or. You know, if people have uh, PPEs uh, that they want to to arrange for us, we we are we are happy to pick them up 
and mm-hmm. to collect them and uh, and hopefully we can send something down. Right. And by the way, people, it's not secondhand, not used, none, yep. nothing, nothing. It has to be oh. new. It yep. has to still be in its package. It has to be uh, stuff that you, you didn't use because we in Canada are now getting uh, our second doses, most of us at this point. Yes. And uh, yeah, but it's very, very, very urgent. And you know what? Hats off to Mama Watali, the Transformation Institute for Leadership, Moses uh, over in Toronto, the Uganda Diaspora Network, the Embassy in DC, the High Commission here, uh, the Ministry of Health over in Uganda, your medical association for really sort of rallying like this. Although this is kind, it's kind of late in the game. This is like after the the fox is out in the hen house, but let's hope that um, you guys can uh, reach that two hundred thousand uh, dollars ASAP uh, because you know it's not like you have months to raise it. People nope. are dying, like you said. And what is the website address for Mama Watali, where people can go and get more information? So it is mamawatali.org. Uh, Mama Watali is uh, M. A A M A W A T A L I dot org. Great. Well, uh, we are going to have to bring you back for an update, uh, probably in another month or two. Hopefully, the situation will have calmed down. Uh, as you know, we say in Swahili, "Poleni sana," really, "Poleni sana." Uh, we're living the same thing on the other side of uh, the border in Kenya. Yes. So we really feel your pain. And uh, yeah, you know, let's hope we can, uh, between, you know, the different communities in this Canadian diaspora, uh, help you reach your goal. Thanks for uh, calling us, Susan. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah, and uh, for having me on. And uh you know, as we say in Swahili, Asante Sana. <laughs> You've been listening to a CHO original podcast. CHO is community-driven media. Find us online at chuo.fm, on air at 89.1 FM in Ottawa, and on social media at chuo.fm.